Well, good morning. Uh, Pastor Richard has already referred to the fact that wherever we are, um, it doesn't restrict us from knowing the reality and the presence of God. Um, uh, what came to mind for me as I thought about that was uh, the Apostle John um, was on the Isle of Patmos. It was a prison uh, enclave uh, where he had been sent, he said, because of preaching the gospel. Uh, but he says, on the Lord's Day, okay, uh, he says, I was in the spirit. <laughs> and he says, and I heard a voice <laughs> uh, like a trumpet. So God can speak into any circumstance that we find ourselves in. And for those of you who are watching this morning, uh, as Pastor Richard has already mentioned, wherever you are, God can speak to you. You can know the reality of the presence of God with you. Amen? Hallelujah. So um, this morning I want to share a message which is entitled, Risen with Christ. Risen with Christ. Um, uh, however, um, the Bible tells us that to be risen with Christ is also to be united with Christ and also to be seated with Christ. I'm going to be focusing on the first part of that uh, three-part three subject uh, this morning. Um, I'm going to be talking about what it means to be risen with Christ. Uh, so we're going to explore those glorious truths together. They are glorious truths. To be risen with Christ, to be united with Christ, and to be seated with Christ. These are themes, okay, in the New Testament, which I believe God wants us to uh, uh, <coughs> explore together and to, to find uh, a, a wonderful blessing through exploring those uh, subjects together. But firstly, firstly, let me... Uh, get, uh, give you a quick reminder of something. And that is this, that the, actual, the gospel of Jesus Christ is actually predicated on his resurrection. Um, Paul puts it succinctly in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, but if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is in vain. Um, you know, there are many uh, today who reduce the gospel to uh, what is known as the social gospel. And you can have a social gospel, I, I suppose um, uh, it's possible, just to take the teachings of Jesus, the, you know, about love and all those things, and uh, it, it can be a philosophy that you can live by. But without uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it becomes nothing more than that. It is something that is just a, a philosophy, a social thing. But the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, is, the true gospel of Jesus Christ is predicated on the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. Amen? Okay, so we're going to uh, begin uh, our consideration of the theme of my message today by <coughs> reading together from Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, you can follow it on the screen. And it says this, and we'll, then we'll come back and look at it in a little bit more detail. It says, how can we who died to sin still live in it? 
Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we've been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like this. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all, that the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as an instrument for unrighteousness, but present yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will <clears throat> have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you were once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, lawlessness so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things which you were now ashamed? For the end of these things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Wow, there's a lot to get through, a lot to consider in that scripture. The fact is that, as we have just read, that we have died and been raised with Christ has tremendous implications for our day-to-day -day Christian walk. When Christ <clears throat> raised from the dead, he broke the curse of death which resulted from Adam and Eve's sin. Death was a curse placed upon humanity because of Adam and Eve's sin. But when Christ raised from the dead, he broke that curse of death. 
In the Old Testament, God initiated a covenant of law and sacrifices as a means by which those who participated had their sins covered. Christ came to replace that with a new covenant that was to be based on his sacrifice and the shedding of his blood. Sin was no more to be just covered, but was to be defeated. We read in Hebrews <coughs> chapter 9, verse 12 to 14, this. It says regarding Christ, He entered once for all into the holy place, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purifying of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Amen. See, as a, as a result, <clears throat> through you and my simple trust in Christ who died for us, we are totally forgiven and accepted by God. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ and the wonderful assurance of God's love for each and every one of us. But more than that, <clears throat> because of his res resurrection, which proved that his sacrifice for the sin of all mankind was accepted by the Father, we are now freed from the power of sin. Amen. Because he was a sinless sacrifice, the curse of death could not hold him. We read in Ephesians chapter 1, we read this, In him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. I like what the, uh, how the message paraphrases that. It's not a, <coughs> the message is a paraphrasing, not a, not, not a translation. But <coughs> uh, it says this, because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we are a free people free of penalties and punishments, chalked up by our misdeeds, and not just barely, barely free, either abundantly free. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because of Adam's sin, which <clears throat> meant subsequent generations inherited a sinful nature, we were held by sin's power over us. We, but we have an enemy. We have an enemy. It despite... That enemy desires to have you and me, but we are called to master it through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sin is a personal foe that seeks to dominate us. <clears throat> and we've seen in, uh, here in, in the, the scripture that we've read this morning, we've seen here that, that Paul says both Jews and Gentiles <coughs> are all under sin, that is, under its power. Jesus spoke about the, the, the enslaving force of sin. In John chapter 8 and verse 34, he says, whoever commits sin is the slave of sin. That is, everyone who keeps on committing a sin is a slave to it. 
and, sits <coughs> and sin therefore binds that person and keeps that person in bondage. Many object to God, to the words of Jesus. The Jews objected to, to the words of Jesus. And they said, well, we were never slaves to any, anything. And men and women today uh, uh, proclaim they're uh, not a slave to anything, not recognizing the power of sin and the hold of sin over their lives. See, any sin that we keep on committing gains mastery over us. Jesus says that only he, only knowing the truth that is in him, can make us truly free. In the scripture we have read, the apostle says this, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? And also just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Now, one of the things that we, we often overlook in this scripture is that before we can be raised, we have to die. We have to die. And, uh, and, and so that might surprise a lot of people. Okay. Um, we discover that being crucified and risen with Christ, uh, there are facts that we need to know. This chapter reminds us that, that we as believers in Jesus have been united with him in a marvelous union created by the Spirit of God. But the power of the Holy Spirit, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, we who have been believed have been baptized into Christ and into his body and have become identified with him. We are in a vital union with the living Jesus Christ. Our union is in his death burial, and resurrection. We uh, signify that when we go through the waters of baptism. The waters of baptism is not an act that creates <coughs> the uh, resurrection, but it is a witness and a testimony of what has happened in our lives through accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. It means we have died to the devil's rule over us. Just a thought here is that when we, <clears throat> that death also means that when we rise from that death, whatever was constituted that death, our sins past have now been broken. Amen. The power of the, our past sins has been broken in our lives. We have died to the devil's rule over us. We have died to the conforming pressures maybe of uh, uh, the society around us. And Jesus took us with him to release us from the power of sin. But praise God, we've also been lifted with him in his resurrection. We were united with Christ in his death so that the power of sin over us could be broken. And we no longer live under that, the power of sin. And we've been joined with him with Christ in his resurrection, so that we may walk in newness of life. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, doesn't it, that uh, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, all things have become new. And so, <clears throat> uh, in, in verse 11 of the chapter we, we've read, he says, so you must consider yourselves dead to sin, and alive 
to God in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit has raised us from death through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God wants us to learn to see ourselves from that viewpoint. And it is that, that is a secret of living uh, this Christian life in the way that God intended us to, to live it. In, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 2 to 3, it says this, For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, so, do. But by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Praise God. Hallelujah. The law, the law was limited by your and my weakness, the weakness of the flesh. But praise God through the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit that has been now broken. Amen. Christ has put his spirit within every believer to empower everyone to live that overcoming life that he obtained for us through his resurrection. And the Apostle Paul again tells us in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells within you. That's exciting. The power, the power, the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And it's the same power that God wants to, uh, uh, us to live by. Uh, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, God now wants to use to help us to live an overcoming life. That's a wonderful thought, isn't it? It's a glorious thought. Um, no, you know, it's not just, God is not just saying, uh, well, I'm going to give you um, a little bit of power to help you. No, it's going to be the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. That's incredible. We need to exercise our faith and we need to act on these things. In verse 12 of the scripture we read, it says, don't let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust. Sin will try and master us and the devil will, 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 will bring temptations into our lives, but we don't need to give in any longer because we have died and we've been raised with Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul says again in verse 13, don't yield your members to sin's power. Don't yield your members. Okay. And um, someone has said this, your members are not only your arms and the legs, but it's every part of your being. Amen? As believers, we don't give our eyes to watching, to watching what's gross and filthy. We don't give our ears to hearing gossip and slander. We don't give our sexual beings to what is immoral and shameful. We don't give our time, our energy, and our money to worthless things. On the contrary, we <clears throat> do what we read in verse 13, present yourselves to God and every part of you to be his instruments. <clears throat> and so, uh, I, I, I'm 
some may, may, may have a little bit of a problem with this, but uh, I, I read this somewhere and it says, some, there's something to be done, not just once, but over and over again. Like the burnt, uh, burnt offerings in the Old Testament that was offered every day. Now, we don't do it to gain forgiveness. The burnt offerings in the Old Testament were to, get, to obtain a perpetual uh, covering for, for, for sins. But nevertheless, we need to yield our members to God on a daily basis. We need to present ourselves to God and, and be committed uh, to uh, doing the will of God in our lives every day. In verse 13, he says, when we do this, when we do this, verse 14 of the chapter we read, sin shall not have dominion over you. Amen. Hallelujah. Sin can't defeat and, and, and beat us anymore. We're not under law. <clears throat> We're not condemned. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 says, Therefore there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We're not under the law. We're not, we're not condemned. You're under God's grace. I'll always, when I uh, you know, sort of uh, come across that, I always remember uh, a, f a funny story about um, when we were back in, in a village in Wales and they used to have what they call uh, uh, you know, the Pentecost, Pentecost Sunday, Whitson. Uh, they, all, the churches used to march through the village uh, to, as a testimony uh, to their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. All the churches together and... Um, uh, we used to have to walk past the police station, and uh, someone in in our church, as we walked past the the, the, the police station, would strike up the the old chorus. We are not under law; we are under grace. <laughs> Just as we were passing the the police station, praise God. We are not under law; we are under grace. Amen. We're forgiven. We're on the victory side. Amen. We're on the victory side, and we, we can win the fight because of who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ, because we have been risen with Christ. Amen? You see, when we yield ourselves to sin, we, come, we, we become more and more the slave of sin. But when we yield ourselves to God, we become increasingly uh, aligned with his will and with his purposes for our lives. As the scripture says, the service of sin pays the wages of death, but the service of God assures eternal life. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, you know, when we heal ourselves to, to sin, uh, it becomes something that controls us. When we tell a lie, then you very often have to tell another lie <laughs> to cover up that lie, and it's never ending. But when we keep yielding ourselves and our powers to God, we become more and more like him. Amen? And, and, the, and the promise of God is that, that we are to become like him. Amen? Hallelujah. And, and we, we are called to know the, his reign over our life. And we can, see that, uh, we, we can see the reign of God over our life growing. And the more we grow in the Lord Jesus Christ, the more we are set free from sin's enslavement. And when we choose one of two, two different futures for us, what we, we choose means one of two different futures for us. If we keep on serving sin, 
if we keep on yielding ourselves to it, we'll finally receive the wages it pays, and that is death. That's the broad way of sin which Jesus speaks about that leads to destruction. But when we keep on giving ourselves in worship and surrender to the Lord, we're on the road to eternal life. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God is setting before you and me today the way of death or the way of life, the way of sin or the way of service to the living God. And, uh, and we read in the Old Testament, uh, as Joshua said, he says, choose this day whom you will serve. Choose this day whom yourselves. Uh, praise God this morning, we have been joined to Christ, to Jesus in his death and his resurrection. And we need to exercise and live our lives daily on the basis of that fact. Amen? We are alive to God, alive to God. And it's a fight, but we don't need to yield ourselves to sin. We, we can choose the wonderful future that is ours, not the way of death to which sin leads you. We can choose the way of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank God this morning that we are risen with Christ. Amen? We sin, the power of sin, has been broken in our lives because of our identification with Christ in his death and his resurrection. The Lord bless you. Amen.